awesome adventure document a documentary <laughs> of like I mean snowmobiles, snowboarding, um, breathwork coach. It just feels very uh, adventurous, man. Life has been pretty adventurous for me. I would have to yeah. agree. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Let's back up. How did you get here? How did you get into um, breathwork, this lifestyle, um, you know, uh, and working in the, uh, uh, that center in, in Montana? So essentially all this is relatively new for me. Um, the past six years I've been living in Colorado, um, living and working in Vail, where I worked at a restaurant, fine dining restaurant, ski and ski out on the mountain. Um, and pretty much I thought that was going to be my life. Mm-hmm. was the hospitality industry. I went to University of Delaware for hospitality management. Pretty much landed my dream job working at Game Creek Club as the beverage director. Mm. Um, the restaurant was only open seven months out of the year, and then I could go travel the world for the other five months. And it was like, shit, life is good. Yeah, yeah. So wait, well, when you were doing that, you were, what, in your 20s? Uh, yeah, this was, I'm 30 right now. This was for the last five, five and a half years. Okay, mid-20s. Um, yes. have, you, have you always seeked adventure? I have. Okay. Um, always been into mountain biking. Um, skydiving is pretty much my passion. Um, what I do in the summer. And definitely I've always been like more of an adrenaline junkie for sure. Yeah. Um, do you live in extremes? Because I wonder, people who, who uh, do stuff like this and they thread it into their lives, um, a lot of them live in extremes. Like, they, they, they live for the high of, um, of that adventure, whatever that activity is. Is that you or no? Um, I would say, like, I live for that high and I live to push myself in that adventure. But for me, really, like, those fears, when I'm in, living in that fight-or-flight fear mode um, mm-hmm. of those activities, that w- that's what makes me, like, slow down, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, Wait, explain that, because I think that's really interesting. So when you are in a state of fight-or-flight, that actually calms you? It actually calms me. Um, you know, I feel like, you, you know, you ride motorcycles. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can relate and resonate with that same fact of, like, I feel like my life is always go, 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 go. And these activities are go, 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 but they really just bring me, they really slow me down and, like, bring me to the present moment. Yeah, I think um, you're talking about flow states, right? I think you're talking about... Just that flow uh, state. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's also um, why uh, you probably got attracted to breathwork. So tell me about that transition. <clears throat> so last fall, I was down in Yalapa, Mexico. I was in Mexico for six weeks to backpack, um, and I went down there to Paraglide. And four days before, I ended up in this little town called Yalapa, one of my best friends passed away from sleep apnea. Oh, Ten wow. days before his 29th birthday. And I ended up staying at this retreat center called Pura Vida. And little did I know, I show up and there's a two-week breathwork course going on. And I get to know the facilitator, tell her what's going on, which is one of my best friends. And she's like, hey, you got to try this breathing technique. This session with me, it's an hour long. She's like, I think you'd really benefit from it. I'm like, you think it'll work? You think it'll help me go through what I'm going through? Mm. So let's do it. And within that one hour, I literally worked through pretty much the entire, tra- entire trauma and grieving process of losing one of my best friends in that one session. Wow, that's amazing. So much so that she invited me to a trauma release dance ceremony the next day mm-hmm. with um, everyone that was there for the breathwork course. And during that ceremony, you know, people are cursing, crying, screaming. And I'm just, like, feeling not that much emotion toward my intention of, you know, letting go of this trauma. Right. And it wasn't until the end of the ceremony that I realized I let so much go the day before that I was just in the perfect space uh, that I needed to be in. And it all was released through breathwork. Yeah, you know, we have a mutual friend, and uh, he takes your class, and he ends up, you know, at the end of your class in, in a puddle of tears, <laughs> a lot of release, and he loves it. Um, how, how does that work? What's the science behind um, breathwork? Like, because a lot of people, I think... Um, don't get it, find it hokey, you know, what do we do, just breathe for an hour, you know, like, take us through the process and how breathwork um, can be, I mean, a conduit into so many things, including grief, healing grief. So essentially when we breathe like this, we're over-oxygenating more than we normally would, and we're mm. letting more carbon dioxide go than we normally would, and this causes an imbalance of O2 and CO2 in the body, bloodstream, and the brain, um, and we're actually able to consciously tap into our automated nervous system right. when we breathe like this. And in doing so, we have the ability to literally rewire our mind and body and connect so therapy. Um, and it is absolutely incredible and mind-blowing. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I still, I can't speak specifically to the exact science that is going on. Um, but essentially it causes, it puts us in this stress state um, and releases all different kinds of endorphins, you know, yeah. similar to, um, similar to an ayahuasca ceremony. Right. Similar right. to mushrooms and plant medicine. And um, it gives us this opportunity to let go and heal so many past traumas and then just really invite um, and manifest and call in what we need to in our life to bring um, about just more passion, more drive, more mental clarity. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, so I've done this twice, and I remember the first time, um, it was inside a, a CrossFit box, and we had this guy come in, uh, but by the end, because we're doing, you know, the cycles of the, the breathing, um, using songs is kind of a, a measure, and uh, man, my, uh, my, my arms and legs started, like, curling up and, and freezing. 
Yep. So refer, refer to that as tetany, yeah. the medical term for it. Um, and yeah, I got scared. I, like, I, I got scared where I couldn't, I couldn't straighten my arms out. And I started panicking. It was, it was crazy and it hurt. It can be really scary. That is why, like, I mean, the first thing I talk about is talking is explaining the sensations, the common sensations that can and will come up during it. And just really reminding people that the best part about it is just to surrender to the experience. Like whatever is happening in your body, just accepting that that's part of the journey experience. And that's when you can really get deep with it. When you can just open your heart and surrender to the discomfort and lean into it and accept it for what it is. Right, right. Um, that's when the, that's when you can go deep. I mean, that's just a metaphor for life, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yep, exactly. So this breathwork class uh, changed your life. Um, you were grieving the loss of your friend. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, you, and then so what happened after that? So that was in the fall. And then this past spring, March, April, pretty much like right at the height of COVID, I was back home in Delaware staying at my parents' house. And a friend introduced me to the Unshakable Man Men's Emotional Awareness Program mm-hmm. yep. um, with Mike Sagoon and Chris Wilson. And Chris and Mike were facilitating the exact same breath work every Sunday. Mm. So I started going every Sunday and seeing myself go through this journey of, you know, letting go and healing some past traumas and some, some self-hatred and self-worth against myself um, was incredible. But at the end of the day, it was witnessing other men yeah. go through the, the journey. And I was like, that's when the switch flipped. And I've always loved connecting and working with people. Um, that's what, you know, drew me to the hospitality industry. But at the end of the day, I, I knew it wasn't my calling. I knew it wasn't my purpose. So, um, you know, back in the spring and March, I had no idea what the hell men's work even was yeah. or that it even existed. Um, I mean, it's fairly new, you got to say. I mean, I, I mean, fairly new, yeah, I grew sure. up in the 80s. And there, I mean, men's work, there was a band called um, Men at Work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there, I mean, there was this, what, what is men's work? It doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, it wasn't even a thing. So I think in the last maybe 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe even less that it's become a thing. So why men? Because I think men need it more than ever. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, more absolutely. than ever. Yeah. Um, and that's just, and I, at the end of the day, you know, I'm in your journey life coaching program. Mm-hmm. I want to help as many people as I can and connect with as many people as I can. Um, but at the end of the day, I really think my passion lies in men's work, um, reconnecting them to themselves and then having, providing a safe space for them to be open and vulnerable and let shit go in a judgment-free zone. Yeah. And, and you I know, feel like we don't have that. We don't, man. We grow up in locker rooms. We grow up, you know, with a lot of shoulds and what a man should look like. Um, and uh, I, I, I mean, you're refreshing and also um, such a new and uh, healthy definition of man like yourself so someone who you know does seek adventure um does you know, awesome things but also has a passion to help other men um leading breathwork classes uh, so showing like you know like one, one of the things i get from you is like your spirit is very um free and it seems like you're a sensitive guy and also not uh, afraid to show those sides of you as well as you know the masculine energy as well and so um you're kind of a a, a poster for i think uh, the new man you know <laughs> yeah i appreciate that john and that's, I just want men to be because you know when it comes to my friend groups you know always in the past it's like oh i have my friends that i skydive with i have my friends that i snowboard with snowmobile with go party with, you know, hit the town with, but no one that I felt like I was really able to be clearly open with that that was going on in my life and right. be honest about it. And I was confiding in one of my best friends who was a female mm-hmm. and she was the one that really pushed me to men's work and to, to get into that. And she's like, Hey, you need men that you feel open with yeah. and that you can be yourself around and not have to put on this like tough guy image of this, this guy that like, Oh, I'm a badass that can jump out of planes and do this and that. Because at the end of the day, that's not all who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's not the message that I want to portray. And, um, my goal is to really show men that it's okay to cry. Right. right. <laughs> and, and to show yourself. And to show yourself and to be genuine and authentic. Did you grow up with um, a positive male role model? Uh, meaning, like, dad in the house or not so much? I did. Um, but I was very influential in my life in positive ways. Mm. Um, you know, I really grew up, um, you know, they would put us first when it comes to sports, soccer games, always being there. Um, so I grew up with a very positive um, family situation. And nice. um, I feel very grateful for that. Yeah, so you're the minority. I worked in... Um, uh, nonprofit and realized, you know, and it was a lot of teenagers um, uh, struggling with uh, recovering from, from addiction. And uh, the common thread was there was no dad at home. So dad was either not present or he was physically not at home. And so I realized we kind of live in a fatherless nation. And there's very few that, like you, have had um, positive male role models, you know, um, dads that are there and, and able to create a space that's safe and talk about, you know, your feelings and creating new definitions of what, what a man looks like. Like most of us don't experience that. So that's pretty amazing that you had that. I agree. I, I agree. And that's, and knowing that is why I want to show up for other men. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to be that person. That's pretty awesome. So what are your goals? Um, so you're running Breathwork, um, which, by the way, is such a popular class. And uh, it's so unique and different. I'm so glad that, um, that we connected. And, and you're, it, you know, it, it, you also do it in this, in this dome. 
right, with, with music. So it's not just like you in your, you know, bedroom. It's like a, it's like a visual experience too. Um, I have been doing it. Yep, that's Glacier Sound Healing Center. So that's our yurt. Um, that's where I facilitate one-on-one breathwork and some group breathwork sessions. And I've been trying to do it there. Um, the Wi-Fi had been in and out the last yeah. time, so I was like, you know what? I'll just go back to the house and do it there to make sure that we're always set up. Because it's a little tough sometimes in the yeah. middle of the woods and trying to uh, have sure. a Wi-Fi extender make it happen. Well, soon we'll soon have a background that you can put that in. Uh, we'll look, <laughs> look like you're in a sound state. Uh, you also use music, correct? I do use music, and I try and uh, the music definitely, definitely guides you on the journey. Um, and I try to switch the playlist up. I mean, I feel like a DJ. I make a different playlist every single time. Mm, I do it especially awesome. for the Tat Lab. I make a different playlist. I facilitate, you know, donation-based breathwork twice a week. I nice. do it um, in person. So I'm always playing with different music and how that affects and different people's emotions and what can come up. And then I breathe to it and see how it affects myself. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Someone who's new, curious about breathwork, never done it before, they don't know if it's for them, um, what would you say? Do you need to be going through something? Obviously, you don't have to lose someone to, to, for breathwork to be, you know, advantageous uh, for you. But what would you say to someone who's kind of on the fence about it and, and possibly they want to, you know, take your class? absolutely dive in no matter what kind of past traumas you've had life you've had we've all gone through shit and even if it's not serious traumas that you're ready to release i mean we all i feel like we all i i guess i can only speak for myself but i struggle with self-worth every day yeah of course and um you know this is an opportunity to clear brain fog create mental clarity Mm. let go of stress depression anxiety i mean it has so many different just like endless benefits um positive self-development just immunity boosting right right it's it's amazing i find that it's also one of those things where um you know, it's on our checklist to do it like meditation. I like practicing gratitude. Um, but unless we actually sign up for a class, we don't usually get it in, right? No one's, you know, for us to actually have the discipline to do this ourselves at home is pretty hard. It is. And that's, that's the toughest part. Like I should really struggle with, you know, regular meditation and just like sitting because obviously the monkey mind just is go, go, go always. So for me, this type of like, I consider this more of like an active meditation mm-hmm. because you're focused on your breath for the entire 30 to 35 minutes that you're breathing this way. So when you're solely focused on your breath, that's when the mind can just let go. That's when the body can let go. Um, so many times, you know, you're listening to meditation tapes and like, oh, if your mind drifts, just bring it right. back to the breath. And you're like, yeah, I hear you, but it's hard. There's all these thoughts coming in and out. When this type of breath work, you're, you have to focus so much on the breath technique um, that your mind can just let go. Yeah, you know, I, I love that you I, let go and trust. I love that you said active meditation because one of the things that people struggle with with meditation is that it, it can be so passive, you know, whether you're laying there or sitting still, it's, it, it, you're not doing anything. And that's the point. But with your breath work, you are actively doing something. And, and for many people, that's easier. It's, it's a different form of meditating. I agree. And then... It's also, it's work, right? Breath work. So it pushes you. It's a challenge. You know, so anyone that's, that's inspired by going to the gym and um, having that dopamine release, like this will do it as well because you're pushing your body physically and mentally. Um, and just the, at the end of it, when you're in this Shavasana-like position and just so heart open, um, mm-hmm. the last three songs I really try to use like very deep, meaningful, lyrical um, music mm-hmm. and you return to your normal breathing into the nose and out through the mouth and just rest, relax, and receive all the love and joy. That's when the tears just start flowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so good to just have a cry. Even if you have no idea why you're crying. It's just, it's such a great release. And people leave class feeling so energized, so much joy, so much just purpose for life. And it's been so incredible. My favorite part about class is the end when everyone shares about their journey and experience. Yeah. And that's actually where your um, life coaching skills come in, right? When it goes from breath work to actually shares and uh, um, processing revelations. So I I love that you are on this journey of life coaching now um, and you are uh, creating more tools in your toolbox. Um, I have one question for you. Uh, You mentioned a lot about um, this idea of liking yourself um, and, and breath work being a way into uh, self-compassion, self-love. Explain, how does, how does that work? Um, I think at the end of the day, you have, so my favorite part of the breathwork journey, I call it the primal scream song. So there's one song like towards the middle end that has much more powerful energy. It's loud, it's fast, it can be aggressive. I mean, so I've played Rage Against the Machine before for this song. Mm. And this is the chance I give people an opportunity to give a voice to whatever's inside that just needs to be let out and let go of. So I, I ask people to keep a pillow next to them as not to disturb their partner or neighbors or family members. And you scream into it as loud as you possibly can. And it's so funny to bring that up because someone just emailed me two days ago from the Tat Lab about her experience. Mm. And she said when I gave her that opportunity to let go, she said she visualized, she saw herself, and there was just like these black smoke coming out of her, her mouth and bats. And it was just all this self-judgment wow. that she's had on herself. 
that where she felt like she couldn't show up and be seen and be heard as her authentic self and letting those like judgments go and worries about how other people viewed her and how she viewed herself. It was just such a revelation. She's like, Hey, this is who I am. And if people aren't okay with that, then screw them. And I'm just going to live my, 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 with, I'm just going to show up with power and with authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this gives you an opportunity to do is to just really tap into who you are and to be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, be, being okay with it is what's hard and what's important. So guys, if you are curious about breath work um, or uh, you're trying to find a different way into um, wellness, meditation, connecting to yourself, all the stuff that we're talking about, self-compassion, um, or if, you know, maybe something happened in your life and you're having a hard time. You know, maybe you also lost someone or you're going through some kind of trauma um, and, and you want to do something kind of different and unconventional, check out Brandon's breathwork class. Uh, Brandon, where can we find you besides in the lab? So in the lab, Brandon runs classes on Sundays. So it's become kind of like a, a church. Um, <laughs> but you also are now starting to um, do other services, no? Um, I mean, mainly just breathwork and then life coaching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where, where, where can we find you? Brandon, that grew. Okay, cool. A website? Uh, yep, Instagram, brandon.grew, G-R-O-U-X is my last okay. name. Um, I do have a Linktree website. Um, so Linktree backslash Brandon Grew. Um, we can, you know, book an intro call, book a one-on-one virtual breathwork session. Um, you know, obviously with COVID going on, it's an amazing opportunity to be able to connect with people all over, all over the world through Zoom and uh, create and hold this space for them. Can we also jump out of, can we also jump out of planes with you and go um, on the back of your snowmobile? Take, <laughs> take sweet jumps? Hell yeah, come visit me and Whitefish. <laughs> and that's the goal. You know, when COVID subsides, my goal is to create these men's retreats. Yeah. Men come out and we do yoga, we do breath work, and then in the afternoon we rent snowmobiles and go rip around the backcountry. The next day we do some yoga, some meditation, and then we go do a half day of skiing on Whitefish Mountain. Wow, man, that sounds amazing. So you're invited, we'll bring Jeff, we'll get the LA crew up here. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Awesome. Well, hey, Brandon, I am so happy that uh, you're part of the Tatlat family. Um, I love what you're doing. I also uh, just honor the work you're doing with men. I think it's so important. Uh, and, and also, you know, you're not, you don't seem like someone who's just on a soapbox talking, but actually kind of um, trying to live the life that, that, uh, that you speak, you know? And so um, I really respect that, man. And, and thank you so much for, for being a part of uh, the Tat Lab. Thank you for having me, John. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be a part of that community. Awesome. All right, I appreciate it, man. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to thenglytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.